Welcome to On the Prowl. Hi, everybody. Welcome to On the Prowl Podcast. I'm Robert Roden. And I'm Ramey Johnson. Thank you for listening to us today. Today on this episode, we have Anthony Sane with us. He's the Grizzlies writer for Sports Illustrated and allgrizzlies.com. Welcome to the episode, Anthony. Man, so, good. glad to be on, man. You guys doing okay? Yeah. We're doing like, good. Good, good. How's your week been? Man, it's been pretty good, man. Uh, NBA is going good. They're, they're back playing games in the bubble. Uh, the first round is wrapping up, and some good second round games are getting ready to start. Yeah, it's been a fun journey watching the NBA. And that shot last night, I thought Mike was going to hit that shot in. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Mike, of course, has a lot of uh, interest here in the city of Memphis. He played here for a long time. Uh, still has a lot of fans here. Uh, the shot looked pretty good uh, when it left his hand. Uh, yeah. Like it was going down, but it, it didn't fall for him last night. Yeah. We were all rooting for him. I especially felt bad for Don. Mitchell, man. Well, Anthony, what inspired you to get into sports writing? Uh, it's just always been a passion of me, of, of mine. I've always <laughs> been a fan of sports. I've always been a loud mouth. So I just kind of put the two together and just kind of hustled and grind, grinded until I could get where I wanted to be, man. Started off blogging, doing a lot of things for free, uh, and just jumping on any opportunity I can until I got where I wanted to be, man. Well, you started off like with the inspiration, what kind of led you into becoming it, like becoming a sports writer? Uh, like I said, I was I was writing for different blogs and then uh, a local paper here, the Tri-State Defender uh, brought me in to cover the University of Memphis basketball and football. And then I was doing some, um, just doing more Grizzlies blogging, starting my own uh, blog, you know, just kind of working my way up, man. Uh, enjoying it, going to the games. Uh, getting coverage, things like that. And, you know, one thing just kind of led to another. And um, I always go by the, the expression that uh, if, if you if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. So I stayed ready. When opportunity came, I was uh, I was ready to jump on. That sounds like such a Memphis expression. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> now you're co-hosting a podcast with Peter Edmiston. How excited were you? Yeah, that's that's a real dream of mine, man. It's, it's actually um, a radio show here, on, here in Memphis on uh, AM 560 and 96.1 FM. Uh, every day from Monday to 7 to 10. But uh, that's always been a dream uh, to get on the radio. And uh, when I got the opportunity, like I said, I was ready, man. Uh, I've been uh, ready for it. You know, you get frustrated when you when you feel like you're good enough to be on the radio, but you're not there. Um, and, you know, those radio jobs, there aren't many of them. So one pops open, you got to be ready. You got to jump on it. So uh, I got the phone call and I was ready to roll. And I've been doing it for about a month now. And it's been a blast. Yeah, we've turned in to your show in the morning. You're doing mm-hmm. great. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate you. I wanted to ask, how do you think being a Grizzlies fan has impacted your like sports writing do you think that gives you a bias or do you think it's just like helped hurt what, what would you say oh it definitely gives me a bias uh, I don't really care about <laughs> it because <laughs> I didn't uh I didn't come in through t- traditional methods man you know I didn't go to school for any of this stuff I started off as a fan and a blogger and kind of worked my way in and I'm, yeah. I'm unapologetic about that I'm, I'm a Grizzlies fan and I don't and people say that it may be unprofessional to proclaim that man I don't care about any of that you know what I mean like yeah, um, in, in most cases I've been my own boss and things that I do so it's fun man like I uh, it's fun uh, covering the team. I've, I've uh, been alive the whole time the team is here, and I've been a fan of the team since they got here. So, uh, yeah, man, it's been a blast watching them grow and 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 fall down and come back up again and rebuild and, yeah. and uh, you know, make the play – had a seven-year playoff run. And, and now looking at this young team now with John Jaron and Brandon Clark out in front is just, uh, you know, a joy to watch this young team develop all over again. This future is bright. The future is bright. Well, yeah. speaking of the Grizzlies, how do you think – 
The Grizzlies looked in the bubble, and what do you think is next for them in the future? Uh, the Grizzlies are in good shape. Uh, a lot of lot of fans forget that this team, this is literally the first year of a rebuild. Oh, yeah. um, this is the um, first year without, you know, Mike, Mark, Mark Zebo, TA, those guys. All those guys finally were gone last year. So this is that first year of a rebuild. And uh, they're so far ahead, man. If the Grizzlies had to make the playoffs this year, they would have been uh, the youngest, the second youngest playoff uh, team ever to make the playoffs. You're um, so ahead of schedule. You see teams like, you know, Phoenix, Sacramento, these teams who haven't been to the playoffs in forever. Uh, constantly rebuilding, and the Grizzlies were there. They were right on the edge, um, you know, being back competitive amongst some of the best teams in the West. So it's, it's just good, man, to see this team so so far ahead of schedule right now. Oh, yeah. One of the most impressive things in the season is the playing game. Ja putting up 35-8 and eight on a fractured thumb. I think that's just – that's a dog right there. Yeah, he's been he's been hurt for a while, man, and that's something I talked about on the show that looked like Ja wasn't right. It looked like he was uh, protecting his body from something that I just couldn't figure yeah, it out. But when sure. that injury news came out, uh, I wasn't surprised by it at all because I, I knew that he didn't look 100% at all. But yeah, man, um, Josh just a warrior, man. He's a kid that kind of fits into the DNA of the city. Uh, oh, yeah. The city the city likes him so far already and he's kind of, um, he's, he's fit right in, you know, and he's just one of those hard-nosed kids, kid from the South, small town kid. So uh, we're just hoping to have just uh, more and more years of Josh here and, uh, you know, like I said, he he went off in that game against one of the best point guards in the league and Damian Lillard. So, you yep. know, you know, you got to definitely tip your hat to him for that. Well, speaking of the future and the bubble, what, what do you think, like, the next couple of seasons are going to – how that's going to affect – well, mainly next season since we really don't know what's going on with, like, the virus and stuff. It's going to be interesting, man. Uh, the NBA has kind of um, been one of the leagues, the leagues, the pioneer leagues to step out in front, the trailblaze to kind of show other leagues the way. Um, I think the success of other leagues, as they try to add fans and things like that, I think that kind of determines what the NBA will do. It looks like they're going to get through this season. It seems I, I expected there to be several cases of COVID-19 throughout the bubble. Me but too. they've got this thing figured out, man. Haven't been any. Hasn't been any cases at all, it's which beautiful. I think is I think it's outstanding, especially you know with with a lot of the uh, the, uh, the racial issues that have been going on lately. Oh, you yeah. think the guys will get distracted from uh, trying to be protected, but uh, it's been amazing to see there've been no cases at all. And Dr. Fauci, he he's approved of it. He thought it would work, and it has worked, and it's been phenomenal. But uh, going forward, if they're not able to do the bubble again, uh, because doing the bubble for you know eight play-in games is in a playoff series, are that's one thing. But trying to do it for eighty-two or fifty or sixty-game season is another thing. So uh, it'll yeah. be interesting to see how they do it next year if they do like you know if they have it where they break it off regionally where teams play um, just play teams within their region or they play four or five game sets in one city against one team you don't know how to, how things will go but uh, I'm interested to see how all that works out next year. What do you expect for the upcoming basketball season college and NBA? Um, I, I think the college is going to try something. Um, I think they there was a report came out that they that the NCAA uh, trademarked uh, rumble in the bubble or something like that or trouble in the bubble or something That's they cool. battle in the bubble or something like that. So they might be having some type of bubble type of situation for the NCAA tournament and their players. But uh, I think that, that, that college basketball is going to um, at least try. And whether it finishes or not, that's still up in the air, of course. It's still yeah. up in the air for the NBA. You know, anything can happen. These, these guys' families are coming to the bubble now. So, you know, that's those are whole new individuals who, uh, who aren't, who aren't going to be as locked in as the players to stay protected. Um, so you have to see how that all works out. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping that both can get going. Uh, hoping we can get sports as usual. Uh, I'm not really a fan of, of all the amateur leagues trying to come back like college basketball and things like that. But, you know, of course, as a fan, you know, you want to see it, but you do uh, worry and you have those uh, precautions with this virus that we don't really know too much 
much about. So at yeah. the end of the day, you know, just hope everyone's uh, careful or whatever. Yeah, I saw that the earliest start date for college basketball is like November 25th. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. It's right around the corner. Right around well, the corner. Time is flying by. It's, it's crazy, but it is. What would you say your expectations are for the Grizzlies in like the future years? Like, I know you kind of alluded to it, but. Yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of hard, man, because um, I say this all the time. Next year could be a year where the Grizzlies are a better team. Mm-hmm. And they could even have a better record, but they could have a, a worse place in the standings. Uh, the yep. West is just going to get better next year. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, uh, we, we've kind of forgotten about the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll be back next year. Uh, and we don't know how healthy those guys will be, but, you know, they're still going to be the Golden State Warriors. That team's going to be back in the hunt. Uh, the Kings will be good. Uh, the Suns could possibly be good. Um, you know, teams, all those teams around us are going to be right there nipping at, at our heels. And uh, we may not be in the eighth, ninth seed again. We might be a 10th, 11th in the West next year, but, but have a better team. But yeah. I just hope that our fans are patient and understand. We're still, in, we're still in a rebuild, man. You know what I mean? We're, we're still uh, trying to get things together for the future and planning for the future. So, right. um, but I think the future is bright. Uh, they're going to have to. They're going to have to get some wing help. Um, we oh, showed. Yeah. A, we showed in the playoffs that we really needed some wing depth and some guys who were just some legit scores, playmakers in the wing. Hoping Justice Winslow could be one of those guys. You know, it's, the future is really bright for this team for sure. What also is coming up next is college football. Mm-hmm. It'll be starting within the next few weeks. Tigers, of course, this upcoming Saturday. But this episode will be out the day after the first game. But what are your thoughts on the Tigers season and also SEC season with Big Ten might come back? But what are your thoughts on it? Uh, as far as Tiger football is concerned, um, they're looking pretty good this year. Uh, they had a big loss. Um, you know, uh, you know, with uh, can't think of his name right now, man. My mind, is, <laughs> my brain, my brain is still trying to wake up. Uh, they Kenny had a Gainwell? big loss. Yeah. yeah, with Kenny Gainwell. With Kenny Gainwell not coming back, that's going to be a big loss for them. Uh, but with uh, Coach Silverfield's system, man, you know, he's he's known for kind of fitting guys in and, and guys kind of because uh, Kenny Gainwell was a guy that was an injury replacement. You know, we got, have to remember that. Yeah, so, exactly. uh, um, you never know what can happen with that team. I've still got them winning probably eight or nine games. But yeah, but as far as SEC is concerned, Alabama's always going to be Alabama. They've got so many COVID cases, man, that they may have bigger issues, you know what I mean? Yeah. As far as that's concerned. But uh, I just hope that as far as college sports are concerned, everyone is uh, is healthy and safe, man, and this COVID-19 thing that's just didn't get go crazy uh, within college sports. Because like I said, it's totally different when you're talking about amateur athletics, man, as compared to guys who are getting paid to do it. Yeah. And, and, and pro sports, there's small, there's smaller amount of teams you can kind of handle it a little better as opposed to, as opposed to hundreds of teams um, at a time that you're trying to worry about. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to all of it. Georgia's quarterback, Jamie Newman, just opted out for this season and preparing for the draft. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that, but I'm not surprised. I think you'll probably see more of that. Uh, even within the middle of the season, you'll see guys who, if cases outbreak, you'll hear guys, they'll be like, look, man, look, I'm not, not going to mess around with this. You know what I mean? I'm going to go ahead and prepare for the draft. I think that's something you're probably going to see a lot. Yeah, it's a different animal with football because it's, Especially in college football, because it's like a hundred more teams yep. and like a whole bunch of players. So it's yeah, whole different yeah. beats. So. Yeah, man, it can get kind of get kind of over uh, overwhelming with the amount of teams, the amount of players you're dealing. Plus, you're talking about college age kids. You know, you're not talking yeah. about adults and millionaires. You're talking about uh, 18, 19, 20. Kind of a little difficult to try to control them. And, and with NBA players, they already pretty much live secluded lives, anyways. These college players live on college campuses with thousands exactly. of other kids. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, it can it can get sketchy. Yeah, yeah, uh, the NBA is they're definitely not gonna do anything live in person. Uh, everyone's gonna try to social distance to get these things done. Uh, I'm looking forward to the draft. The Grizzlies don't have a pick, so I want to go ahead and get that over with, get the anxiety of who we're losing, Yeah, uh, get that over and done. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's definitely going to be something they're doing virtual. No way they're going to do that stuff live uh, with everything that's going on, but uh, it'll be interesting to see, man. This is one of those drafts where there's not a clear-cut number one, not even a clear-cut number two, you know what I mean? So uh, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how that goes. It's one of those drafts where uh, it depends on what the team's needs are at the top. This is one of those years I predict to see teams kind of do 
do some moving around, maybe. Yeah. Four might trade up to one or three to two or, you know, whatever. I right, think right. you'll see some movement um, at, th- at those draft picks at the top. Yeah. Maybe I'm a crazy Grizzlies fan, but I was ready to confer. I mean, c- to convey the pick. Yeah, man. I was ready to get off of it, too. This is, I think this is the draft that you want to do it. It's always best to have your uh, your own picks, you know, in, in total for the future. So, uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a good thing, man, to, to go ahead and, and get off your debt, so to speak, of the pick that you owe and, and have your own picks going forward while you're rebuilding. For sure. Well, Anthony, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners today? Before? Man, just, just want to appreciate you guys for having me on, man, and just tell y'all to keep grinding, man. Y'all are doing the right thing, uh, doing podcasts and things like this. Help you get your chops up. Just help you get experience in doing what you're doing. And uh, just keep doing it, man. Don't let, don't let anybody discourage you from what you're doing. Well, thank, thank you. you so much for coming on this episode today. We really oh, yeah, enjoyed no problem, it. Brother. All right, no problem at all. Thanks, guys. I'm Robert Owen. I'm Raymond Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time on The Prowl. With the boys, yeah, we swoop, yeah, we swoop. And we got them high clocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot. With the Mercedes Benz in the coupe, in the coupe. And this shit so fing hard, it's on loop, it's on loop.